side of it so yeah. yeah about this podcast um how is this that you started you know i mean what is the what is the objective and i mean what type of information you're trying to get and what is the goal behind it i mean uh, i i don't want you to look at that like an interview uh, it's rather a, a conversation because uh, you know okay. I, i'm not like i'm not a journalist or something like that so i'm yeah. not like an expert that can ask serious questions I just thought, you know, it's, it's like an hobby, you know, let's see what can I do in the free time. And I, I thought about the podcasting and I was at first procrastinating, you know, because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to talk about, what people to bring on with me. And uh, then I said, let's see, I mean, I'm going to learn uh, on the way. Yeah, true. And uh, and so I mean, right now I'm uh, still at the early stages. Like uh, with you, is gonna be the, the fourth episode, so it's not that much till now. But yeah. but still, I mean, uh, it's gonna. I'm enjoying the process. It's it's really cool. I like it. Okay, nice. Good yeah. to know. And uh, I mean, uh, I wanted to invite you over because um, uh, I felt like it was an interesting topic to talk about. Uh, yep. your job because if I remember well you work in the renewable energy industry right that's correct okay so like what, what the uh, well first of all what if you can like say the name of, uh, of your company I don't know if it's something private you, you don't you know um, well I think so I think for me to, um, what I would like to say is, I mean, disclosing the name of the company would seem more like it's an, it's an interview where I'm representing the organization, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's an interview where I have to represent the company, then they need to be aware and they need to, oh, yeah, okay. to authorize me to, to speak in their capacity, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, but I'm happy to provide as much information, you know, without probably disclosing the name of the company, you know? Okay. If that helps, maybe we can go more like uh, in depth on your position instead of what the company does. But okay, yeah, yeah, like, sure, uh, that, that's fine. We can do that. Okay, perfect. Uh, let's see. Like with a simple questions, uh, what is your role? What do you do for them? Okay, so. Um, so my title um, within the organization is a commercial manager. So <laughs> as a commercial manager, your responsibilities, um, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a, it includes both business side of things and execution. So, so as a commercial manager, the things that I do is I identify business opportunities for the company, right? And then I, I, I have a team that I manage we prepare proposals to propose for contracts. And then I negotiate um, those contracts along with, but in terms of negotiations, you know, negotiations is quite broad. So I do have lawyers that I work with, you know, I mean, there's certain legal regulations that I need them to interpret, you know, mm-hmm. so with the lawyers at that point to review the contract. And then, you mm-hmm. know, when, when, when that is signed up, I, take the full responsibility as the project manager. So I have the engineering team reporting to me, 
deliver the project. So it's like full life cycle, that's commercial manager. So if you want to split that up into job titles, you would say it's a project manager, it's a contract manager, it's a marketing manager, it's a proposal manager, and it's a business development manager all in one. Okay, so a whole branch is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like it because um, I have very um, solid project management um, knowledge because I've been managing projects for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So plus I'm a um, project man certified project management professional, professional as well. So tomorrow, if I decide I just want to be a project manager, I can be one. If I decide I just want to be a contract manager, I can be one, you know. So likewise, marketing proposal manager, contracting officer, you name it. Yeah. So that's kind of um, what I like about, about the role. It gives okay. me full exposure. And, and you have been like in this position for how long now? Well, I've been in this position since 2014. 2014, well, pretty long. Yeah. And um, so you, if I got it right, you basically... Uh, let's say you get a project from your boss, let's say, and you have to go through the whole project, all the variants of the project yourself, right? That's right. So you have to like look for experts and uh, look for the client and all that kind of stuff and connect it to two of them. Exactly. Okay. And what kind of, uh, uh, let's say, what kind of project, like what kind of services can you provide to them, like, like products, let's say. Um, so you mean like the services that we do offer as a company? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like, um, I would like to understand if your uh, if your company is more, you know, like in the let's say solar energy or uh, wind okay. energy. Okay. So we we are into so. Let me put it this way. So we provide services, not just to the renewable energy sector. We provide services in oil and gas, renewable, construction. I mean, it's very broad, but I am more focused on the renewable market, renewable energy market. Okay. So that's a market I'm more focused in. But, but in the past, I've done a lot of oil and gas projects for them and a lot of construction, work construction projects as well. So, but at this time, I'm more focused on, on the renewable side of things. And what, what I do exactly is, or what we do is, first off, if they have to construct a wind farm offshore, right? You have to go and install the foundation and install the blades so you can keep rotating and generate the power. Mm -hmm. The first thing you need to identify the various areas offshore that has the wind resources, because not every area is windy, right? So we carry out studies offshore, and then we determine that this area is suitable. It has sufficient wind resource that can generate the amount of power that you would expect to be able to, to power up an entire state or, or country. So after that, that's the first phase. We do that, and then we advise now the developers, who are the people that physically go out there and carry out this construction. So we act as consultants. So that's the first phase. And then the second phase, we head out there. We, we, have, we have vessels like ships, right? Mm -hmm. so this, um, these ships, they, they carry out drilling operations, just like how you drill for oil wells. So we, we head out there, the drill through the ground to understand the strength of the soil, the bearing capacity. And then based on that information, we advise now the, 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 the developers on what kind of foundation. It's just like if you want to build a house, right? You need to understand how the soil is based on that you design your foundation. So it's similarly, it's the same process. And, and what are the requisites that the, the, the soil has to meet in order to be profitable, let's say? Yeah, there, there are lots of different criteria, and, and those criteria they, they relate to one, it, it, it has to do with the type of, um, first of all, the type of house, and the type of foundation, type of mainly the type of house, right? Because if you want to build a four-story building, the requirements or the characteristics that we need the soil to have is going to be different if you want to build just a two-bedroom bungalow, right? Because the two-bedroom bungalow has less weight mm -hmm. and it doesn't have that much impact, or you know, the bearing capacity of the soil could be much lower and it still can sustain that structure without a collapse, right? 
So, so, so it, it, it varies depending on the type of construction that needs to be done. But, but for instance, when you talk about soils, right, you have different types of soils, like you've got sand, of course, you've got silt, you've got clay. So things like silty material, you would obviously avoid constructing on those because it's very, very, um, it's very, very, it's very, very light, right? And, and it cannot be compacted. So you wouldn't expect a foundation that's going to collapse. Mm-hmm. Just, just as an, as an example. I understand. Uh, just give me a second because, okay, perfect. And so, uh, so let's say you, uh, you want to build a platform offshore yeah. for wind turbines. Yeah. You basically have to first be allowed to build on that platform, right? And do you have to get this allowance from the country or from... Oh, okay. Okay, you're talking about um, um, state regulations then. So basically, right, the first thing, the way it works is this. The areas offshore, I mean, the sea, it's owned by the government, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then, so every, in the United States, so... Everywhere in the United States, from the shoreline to a distance of three multiple miles, that land, that submerged land is owned by the state, up to three nautical miles. Beyond three nautical miles is owned by the federal government. So most of this wind farm construction, they have been done beyond three nautical miles. So what does that mean? It's done in land, on land that's owned by the government, right? So prior to constructing in those areas, the government does what they call auctioning of the lease. So Mm -hmm. they would auction areas offshore and they would expect developers to invest and buy those areas. And the investment is not forever, it's it's for a number of periods, like 99 years, for instance. You lease in that area for 100 years. So the people buying areas offshore for like 300 million US dollars, 400 million US dollars, 100 million US dollars. And then they invest and buy that land for X number of years. They carry out the construction. And the life cycle of a wind farm is about 25 years. So effectively, if you buy it for 100 years, you could, you could turn it over like four times, right? Say three, four times. So that's, that's how it works. But uh, you can only buy, like as a person or a company, you can only buy na- national land, right? Or, or you yeah. can also buy international international soil. International, anywhere, anywhere. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you can buy anywhere, anywhere. As long as you've, 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 you've identified that where whichever area you're trying to buy for has the, has the resources, right? The necessary resources that you need to be able to to generate the wind power that you're looking for, so you can you can pretty much buy it anyway. So if I want, I can I can go to the international community and ask for a for land in international waters, right? Absolutely. Oh, so it's 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 exactly what oil companies do, right? I'll tell you now. So, in for instance, in Africa, if you go to Africa, you go to Cameroon, you go to Nigeria, you have you have areas where oil companies are exploiting, right? And so it's the same process. So basically, the government or the country has designated those areas. They call them. They call them blocks. So they do have these blocks offshore where they have identified that there are natural resources there, right? And they need companies to come and exploit them. So a lot of the times, those those international countries, right? They put out the solicitation. That's a bid, right? Requesting investors and developers to come into the country and buy those leases or those areas, those blocks, and exploit the, the, the resources out of it. So that's the way it works. That's cool. I mean, I, I didn't know you can actually like buy, if, even if you're yourself, like like a normal person, you know, you can buy yeah. land. The, 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 truth is, the truth is this, right? So you, you rarely do have individuals that do things like that, but it's possible. So a lot of the times you have, you have companies doing it because those projects are quite expensive. Yeah. So it costs billions of US dollars. So rarely would you see an individual, even if an individual is doing it, he's doing it um, 
through his company, right? So he has an organization that is doing the investment and, and all of that. For instance, um, there is one of the largest offshore wind farms that we're working on right now. It's, it's offshore New York. So the, the goal is to export power to New York State, right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking at the, the project is supposed to power about a million homes, right? And just that project alone, it's going to cost over $2 billion to execute. So they're, they're quite hefty amount. It's quite expensive for individuals to engage into it just by themselves. So $2 billion is only for starting the project? Yeah, $2 billion to, to get it up and running, right? Wow. To, to be at a position where you can start exporting power because it takes about four to five years to construct an offshore wind farm. So all that... Fully operational, right? Exactly, to get it operational. So throughout that period, you're basically burning money. You're just, just blowing money. And then the key thing about the key thing about most of these constructions, I mean, um, the, the offshore wind farms, especially for the offshore wind farms, there's, there's what you call a PPA, which is a power purchase agreement. So when you, when you, when you get into, when you progress with constructing a wind farm, one of the key things you need to ensure you have in place is that you have, you have the state or the federal government engages into a contract with you, which is called a PPA, which is a power purchase agreement, mm-hmm. stating that if you generate these amounts of power, we're going to buy it off you, right? Because you are not authorized to sell power to, to the citizens of the country. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so that's the way it works. So that's the key thing for most of the developers. So they want to ensure that they do have a PPA agreement in place. And after that, you know, then they know, okay, our investment, we're going to get the return on the investment, that, that we, whatever investment we're making. So that's the key thing. That's the main driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you think that, uh, like, if you had to choose between uh, wind, turbine, wind turbines in the water, so offshore, and wind turbines on the land, or normal land, which one would you pick? Which one is okay. better? That's that's a tricky question. Um, so you're talking about um, being able to choose between um, wind turbine offshore and on land, right? So yeah. the first thing there is to look at um, the impact on the environment, right? So one of the reasons it's offshore is because they want to keep it far away from the site of humans or human beings, right? And I can still tell you a lot of the times you do have cases whereby people don't even like to see them at all when they go to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. So the protest and all of that. So the preference would be to have it offshore because first off, one, it's away from, from human beings. And then two, you have sufficient um, wind resources offshore that you can leverage up compared to onshore. So um, that would be my personal recommendation. Okay, so it's basically like there is no like a, a, um, a criteria based on productivity, but it's rather what you actually like more. Correct, correct. Okay. And the key thing is the impact on the environment because that's the main driver, right? Because when you talk when you talk renewables, the key thing behind renewables is, is natural, right? Mm-hmm. The other aspect about renewables is we, we try to drive away from 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 carbon, right? From from the emission of carbon into 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 the into the, into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing, you know. Global warming and climate changes and all of that stuff. So so that's the main reason reason behind um, behind renewables. So at the same time, it will make more sense therefore to do it offshore and not onshore. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've um, I've read something about uh, the solar energy and. The fact that in order to make you know the solar panels, it costs a, a lot of uh, uh, like uh, a lot of carbon actually, actually carbon emissions to make the solar panels, and that surprised me. Is that true or? Uh, uh, well, honestly, that I'm not. I'm not sure about. <laughs> I can't really comment. On. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really um, comment on the solar panels because I personally, my organization does not deal with solar panels. Okay. That's something I, uh, I don't have much um, knowledge about, you know, so. Do you think it's a valuable uh, resource, like a valuable resource? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. And if you had to choose like 
between, let's say, wind and solar or even water? Which one would you pick? I would go with wind. Okay. Why? Yeah. Well, because it's, it's, I'm not saying solar is not natural. It's, it's, it's of course, natural as well. But, um, but I think um, the reason I would go with the wind resource is fresh stuff, you know, it's almost round the clock, right? With the solar, if you like, there, there are areas where um, it has to go with the seasons as well, right? There has to be sunlight for you to charge up, right? So, so the, 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 the downside, you know, it's comparable to wind. I think wind has more, more advantages. And, so and probably you can also um, place turbines, wind turbines uh, in more places than what you can actually do with solar panels, right? Solar, that's right. Okay, makes sense. I mean, and um, do uh, I don't know if you if you follow like personalities like Elon Musk, and yeah. uh, well, I do, but not so much. But yeah, uh, you know that um, this kind of well, mainly Elon Musk. It says that uh, regarding his company Tesla, uh, the the main business is. I don't know if he says that, but that's what I think is the main business of Tesla is not about the cars, but the batteries because they are rechargeable. Yeah, rechargeable. Like they use renewable energy. Do you think that it is possible to make like a whole industry of just renewable renewable energy makes uh, made for a services like that, like batteries? Yeah, why not? Definitely. Because, I mean, uh, it's it's very hard for me to think that about, you know, about um, the, the main business of a car manufacturer is batteries. It's very hard for me to think about that. Actually, it should be the so, cars, but... There is, there is another entrepreneur that I... I... I, I quite often listen to he's called um kevin o'reilly i don't know if you know mm-hmm. about yeah a so he has said he did say something about tesla he said tesla is not really a car company it's a tech company mm. his view right and his reason for saying that a tech company is i think um if i remember well um what he kind of explained he says um one of the big things about tesla is the technology right because they're constantly updating the vehicle yeah. to supply you, right? So, I mean, he had some, some, some more in-depth rationale behind, behind his reason for that, for, for defining it as a tech company, which I can't really remember exactly, but that was his view, you know? But personally, I do not know um, what way um, Elon Musk sees it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Elon Musk is, uh, you know, a strange personality. He's very controversial, you know. He's a very he's, smart guy. That's what I like. Yeah, he is really smart. And uh, I, I love him. I mean, uh, he's changing a lot of things in the world. Like, yeah. you know, also with SpaceX and Tesla yeah. and also the Hyperloop. Plenty of stuff to do. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's, are you it's, doing crypto? What? Are you, do, are you into crypto? No, I'm not into. I I don't completely understand the business, so I'm not into into that yet. Okay, got it. Are you in? Well, yeah, partially. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you invest seriously, or uh, it's just no? Know, I, yeah, I've invested. I've invested quite a bit in crypto. Like which cryptos? Well, Bitcoin, um, Dogecoin. Okay, but is that, is that because uh, Elon Musk likes Dogecoin? He wants to take Dogecoin to the moon, so yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> that was good for you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, if you had to explain bit- Bitcoin to like a stupid person like I am, what would you say? Like, why should I invest in, in Bitcoin or uh, in any crypto value? Um, first thing is the world is significantly transitioning to a more um, technologically enabled environment, right? A lot of things are changing. A mm-hmm. lot. I mean, you can see it yourself. Like the things we had four, five, six years ago, 
is different. We still don't have them today. So, like, you use things like, do you know Cash App? Cash App? Cash App, right? Yeah. So things like Cash App, that's just an example. That's just a, that's just a system to transmit money, right? Things like Cash App, things like Zelle, those things were not the couple of years. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, perhaps. Mm. Just saying, you know. So, so the reason I'm referencing this is because the world is constantly changing, right? And we get to a point where people don't want to carry money at all. People don't want to carry money. And even the banks, people might not even want to print money any t- anymore. It might turn to be virtual. Well, what do I mean by virtual? You know, like, like crypto, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. And you just you just know it's 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 um uh how, damn it how do I I can't I can't remember the word you know so it's just like how you have the cryptocurrency you have you 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 get the value on your cell phone or in the app you can use that and. And, and, and conduct your transactions. But, but isn't that easier to get something that is, let's say, safer and well-known, like using a credit card, which is basically using a bank account that you have with money, but with virtually? What is the difference? I'm not, not going to disagree. And again, I'm not that much of an expert in crypto. <laughs> I'm sharing the little knowledge I have. But of course, I do agree with what you're saying, credit card, yes. But again, um, the crypto, I guess, it's more secure. It's got no boundaries. And yeah, I know there are some other aspects to it, which I do not quite so you, know. So you think the crypto is safer than, than the bank account, right? Than the credit card? Of course. I, I, I believe so. It's okay. safer. Okay. But the fact that it's safer does not mean it's 100% reliable because reliability to me is something that has to be stable, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very volatile. Yeah, there's a lot of fluctuations. So, so that's the aspect where I find it difficult to, to interpret or understand how it's going to be um, adopted in the future. Because I wouldn't, honestly, I will not be surprised if 20 years from now we don't have cash like paper money. We don't have it no more. Everything is on crypto. I will not be surprised. But, but what I do ask myself is if we get to that point. Right? How would the volatility of these currencies be managed? Because if I get a hundred, if I invest $200 in Dogecoin today, I want to at least ensure that that value does, the value of that 200 Dogecoins or $200 does not drop, right? Yeah. Correct. Because if it's going to drop, then I rather not do it. I rather just keep cash with me. And then if I keep the cash, the only thing, the only risk I have is devaluation. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so that's the aspect which I still struggle to to understand how. It's- but don't don't crypto you still use like normal money? I mean, in order to get a value, the crypto. Yeah. Have- yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The value is converted to normal money, right? But the difference is perhaps in the future it, it is converted to normal money, but you do not physically withdraw that money. That that's what it might turn into. But everything is valued based on the normal money. But you don't see that money. Everything is in crypto. But still, I mean, if you have to convert that in in normal money, still it means that normal money is much more, like, let's say, much safer and much valuable than the crypto. True. Okay. (laughs) True. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying because there's a lot of volatility in, in the crypto, right? Because... You could, you could invest $1,000 today and tomorrow it's $600. Mm-hmm. Where well, did my $400 go? <laughs> Just in the blink of an eye, right? So, yeah, so there is, there is a lot of risk in it. But that, what, what do you think brings this uh, crypto value to be so vola- uh, volatile? What do you think are the factors? Well, well with, my, with my basic knowledge um, of economics, uh, I think the most part of it is highly due to demand. So de- it's all about demand and supply. That's one. And then the crypto market too is it's not it's not it's not regulated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and it's highly influenced by politicians. Like like look at what Elon Musk is doing. He's the one that has tripled Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Right? So those are some of the things about the crypto market. 
And do you think that, like, for instance, that you mentioned Elon Musk, do you think that, like, uh, tweeting about it is a good thing for the for the value for the crypto value or not? It's not a well tweeting about it, right? Let me put it this way: marketing is a key aspect for every business, right? Yeah. So marketing, like putting adverts on the TV, right? If you advertise about your business. They run, they run the ad on the TV like every day. Someone is going to say it and someone is going to call you, right? Mm-hmm. And you may end up not getting the business out of that person, but that, but that has created exposure for your business, right? Yeah. So whatever Elon Musk is doing is some degree of marketing, but the difference is that his marketing dictates the market. Because he's something good, it encourages the market because he is like a leader, People, people look up to him. If the guy says it's good, then I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he is like a marketer pretty much. Because I tell you what, if you have a business initiative now, rather than running an ad on on American TV or whatever, if you can get Elon Musk to tweet about it, you're good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if he says, get on Vito's podcast, it's the best podcast in the world. You will start selling shares for $20. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so you, so you, that, that's the perspective that I look at, you know. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get it, but still, it, it it's not good like for the other, let's say, shareholders of the crypto, because it's not, it's not, because this is what happens when he tweets whatever he says. His followers and other investors they panic; they either sell or they hold. There are three things. They either sell, they either buy, or they hold. So we always want two things, at least two, not the, not the third one to happen. So when he tweets, we expect people to rather buy because the more they buy, the demand increases, the value goes up, right? Or they at least hold it, it's going to go up, but it's going to go on a very incremental pace. Mm-hmm. But whatever he tweets, if it has a negative impact on the environment or the people, right? They start getting scared, like, oh, this is going to happen. I have to sell right now. So people start selling, and then the value keeps sinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I love Elon Musk, but because, as you said, he's a smart guy, and uh, everything that, sa- that he says is, uh, like, gold for me, So because I don't understand anything about that. <laughs> yeah, man, he, he's too smart. He's too smart for this ad. Yeah, yeah. He's, there are people that say that he's a Martian, you know. Huh? There are people that say that he's a Martian, actually. Oh, for real? He's an alien, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. The way he talks, even he talks as if he's, he's in a he's in a different space. He's, I mean, I I like him honestly. Let me put it that way. He's a very smart guy, man. Yeah. And um, like, do do you, if you had like to invest in some other, let's say assets, do you only prefer crypto values, or do you have any other asset that you you would rather invest in? Crypto and renewable energy, those are going to be the big things. Mm-hmm. So how do you invest in renewable energy? You have to invest in the suppliers? Well, you have to invest in the companies that have the potential because now this is the way it works, right? In the U.S., for instance, you do have various states that are coming up. They, they're coming up with um, various targets, right? Mm-hmm. Certain thresholds that they want to be able to attain um, within a certain point in time. So, so for instance... Like, like the state of Virginia, right? There is a trestle which um, Governor Ralph Norton has come up with saying, hey, I want to be able to um, generate about 50% of the source. Hey Flannery, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Yep, um, looks like something went wrong. 
Did your computer crash? Yeah, I don't know. It looks like there was something. Um, something went wrong with the internet connection, so I just had to um, um, reconnect to the meeting. No, no yeah. problem. So you were saying about investing in re uh, renewable energy companies. Yeah, that's right. So I think that's um, because I think that's that's the future too. Because the big thing, the big thing right now is the environment, right? So um, I think anything that protects the environment is good. It's it's only going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, what do you think about uh, uh, nuclear energy? Because there are people that say that it's actually better than the renewable ones because the because the nuclear one is much stronger. It provides uh, like uh, like uh, enduring energy instead of uh, the renewable one, which is a bit. It can be safer, but it's uh, it's also apparently less natural, let's say. Okay, well, so this is the thing, right? You clearly said it is less natural, right? Mm -hmm. so, so the fact that it's less natural, so that tells you um, being less natural means there's obviously some environmental impacts, correct? Yeah. And and one of the key things when you talk about energy is you need to look at what you call the LCOE, which is the levelized cost of energy. Because for you to be able to convince anybody to engage into switching off from the normal energy source that they use, you know, the energy source, there has to be an incentive, right? That's why you see all these adverts. They tell you you get $2,000 upfront if you engage into setting up solar panels. So there has to be a motivation behind that. So what I what I do not entirely understand right now is the value and and the benefits behind the nuclear energy. That's something I personally haven't researched about. And um, I, th I think that might be the key differentiator right there, which is limiting investment into the nuclear energy side of things. That's my personal view. And, uh, but, but still, I mean, do, do you think that uh, nuclear uh, creating uh, energy through the nuclear is uh, is valuable in order to transition I, I don't know transition let's say to just renewable energy in the future or you, or you think that uh, it has to be right away from everything to renewable uh That's, that's hard to say for me, honestly. Um, because the nuclear, is it, first off, is it, is it, uh, is it natural? That would be the first thing to I look mean, at, uh, right? Yeah, pro probably the first thing to look at it. But uh, I, I don't know, but that I, I've heard of a lot of people that say that nuclear is pretty good. And sometimes they also say that it's, it's even better than, like, let's say, uh, solar energy. Because it's it's a uh... and, and wind. Well, honestly, I I personally haven't done that research, so <laughs> to to gauge between the nuclear and um, and the wind energy or the well, you, you have to catch up if you, if you want to stay in the industry, man. <laughs> well, honestly, I'm I'm not about the industry for me. So, which is another thing I wanted to 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 mention for you to mention to you, and the reason why I say. I'm not really about the industry. So what I'm about is um, I'm focusing more on the business side of things. So right now, um, a friend of mine and I, we've set up a, a, a professional, we've set up a facility, an integrated facility management company. So what we're trying to do, you know, I, I want to get out of the energy space, you know, mm -hmm. and have my own thing running on the side where we offer um, contracting, we take contracts from the government and also private, you know, individuals where we do um, you know, fully integrated facility management services. You know, there are people that might require cleaning services, you know, with COVID, cleaning is huge right now. So we want to be able to engage into contracts, you know, um, where we can offer cleaning services for like military bases, hotels, um, restaurants, and also HVAC you know, construction, you know, it's all about facilities. So, so that's what I'm, that's business I'm trying to build right now with my friend, 
that's what we're working on. So that's we cool. want to get this to, to, to a sustainable stage where we can focus on it full time and not have to work for anyone. And you want to you wanna headquarter it here in the U.S.? Sorry? You want to put the headquarters here in the U.S.? Yeah, absolutely. The headquarters would be in the U.S. at least for now. Well, like uh, which state? Which state is best? It's in Virginia right now. Oh. So, I mean, so you already started it? I didn't get it? Yeah, we already started. That's cool. I mean, uh, we're, we're starting to actively bid for work now. So if you know people that have HVAC issues, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best, Flannery. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so HVAC, you know, um, facility services, you know, and yeah, quite a, a number of things. I'll send you, I can send you our website though. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to help you right away. I mean, I'll, I'll do my best to help you because uh, yeah. as you Sounds said, good. yeah, I mean, uh, You have come to the podcast, so <laughs> yeah. it, it's an exchange of services, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I'll share the details with you. And um, what about the rest? I mean, what you're up to this period? Are you doing something else? Um, that's, that's, that's the main thing right now for us. We're trying to grow the company. So that's the biggest thing. And, and beyond that, We're really looking into government contracting because, you know, it's a big thing in the U.S., like mm -hmm. like doing contracts with the federal government. So not just the facilities. We, we're trying to do a lot more other things. So that's... Um, But the, that's, uh, legally speaking, is it, is it still good that you started your own business, even if, let's say, the industry you touch is approximately the same for of the, the, the company for which you work. Well, legally speaking, if it's the same industry, bro. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Same services, you know, that's not ideal, right? Uh, can you repeat? Because the, the video lagged. Oh, okay. So basically what I'm saying is um, it could, there is a potential for a conflict of interest mm -hmm. if you work for an organization offers a specific service and then you set up your own company offering the same services. So the right way to go about it, if you were to do something like that, you need to be transparent and let your organization know that's what you're doing. They need to be aware of it. Okay. And, and they need to be aware and they need to agree and approve it. Otherwise, you need to quit that job. So they, they have to approve you. you. Your, your company have to approve you. You know what? Well, I'm not saying, well, it, it, it depends on the particular organization, right? Not necessarily like an approval, but they need to be okay with you competing in that same space, which I'll tell you this, a lot of the times they will not be because you're taking a lot of knowledge out of them and putting it into your own business. That's intellectual property, yeah. property right yeah. now. So, so... It's, it's okay if it's a different business space, like what I'm doing right now, what my friend and I are doing. It's more into facility management, which is different from what our personal jobs are about. So that's fine. Mm. You know, there's a clear distinction between um, various um, And jobs. Did, did you give a name to your business? Yeah, we do have a name. Uh, which one is it if you wanna, if you want to sponsor it? You want to sponsor it? I mean, if you want to publish, <laughs> uh, you know, advertise the, 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 your business here on the podcast, it's good for you. It's free. Oh, again. Yo, man. Hey, man. Um, Bro. So, sorry about that. Uh, I'm not sure what happened here with the internet, but it's okay now. Is it is it a, a PC or a laptop? It's a laptop. Uh, you, I don't know. You probably should uh, should find a, a a different room. I don't know if the interconnection is uh, is best in another room. Yeah. Well, I told you we're here in Frederick, right? So we. I'm not sure of Fredericksburg, so I don't know. Maybe um, the the laptop is trying to get used to the the new Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I was saying, I mean, it, it's free for you if you want to advertise your, your own business here. Cause, no, 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 no. I'll be honest with you. I want to advertise a business. So I've got two businesses. Okay. So the first one I told you is the facility management, integrated facility management services. And then there is the other one which we do. It's, a, it's, a tech, it's like it's a professional services. So we offer project management consulting contracts where we offer contract management consulting and, and range of things. I'll send you I'll send you the websites of both companies and, and what they do. So you never know, you might be able to bring me some business. Who knows? Yeah, I mean uh, <laughs> I'll do my best, I told you. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, I'll send I'll send you the and what are the names of the businesses? Because uh, I'm gonna put the links in, in the descriptions of the of the of the podcast of the episode. But uh, what are the names? Like I'm curious. Okay, so um, so one of them we're still finalizing. It's been, the website has been hosted, but we're still reviewing the page and updating it. So putting it out there. So putting it out there right now does not really um, have a lot of details, but I will still give you the website. I'll give. Let me type it in here now. So the first business is Flange Services. Flange. And then I'll type what they do. Offers integrated facility management services. You... Second one is okay. Nasir Tech Professional. Is is this after your uh, your last name? Flanges. So my friend's name is George, right? Okay. La <laughs> is my first two names, and then the N is the N, and then the G is the, the first two letters of George. That's, That's cool. <laughs> services. So this is like you are the only founder of the of this business. No, the flying services is a two of us. It's a 50-50 partnership. Okay. So what's the name of the other one? Services? <laughs> no, no, I'm sending it right now. Nasu Tech. Professional services company offering and, and you have and you said you have websites for both of them, right? Yeah. That's cool. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the, in the description of the episode. Contract management. <laughs> By the way, you look in good shape. I mean, you look superb, man. <laughs> Thanks. You still nice. going to the gym? Yeah, I've been going, but even though I kind of slowed down for about three weeks now, I haven't really been into the gym because I hurt, I, I hurt my arm, so I'm still healing. Oh, okay. What, what happened? Well, I had a, an arm wrestle with somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then it really, it hurt me there. But the good thing is after I won, so that's great. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you won your pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, uh, good, good, good conversation. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, summarizes what I mean to these days. You know, the goal is to be independent, you know, and- um, Yeah, definitely. The goal is for me. Riley, whom you said you know, he always says salary is the drug to give to you when they want you to forget about your dreams. So totally I've agree. Medication. I've been taking those pills for too long and um, I actually forgot about my dreams, but I'm starting to remember my dreams now, so I'm trying to chase them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally yeah. agree, man. Yeah. Uh, who said that? Because I've read that. Kevin, Kevin O'Reilly. Well, I <laughs> I do not know if he's the initiator of it, but uh, but I heard it from him. Because okay. I've read that too, but uh, I wasn't sure about the, you know, the, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I if you, if you like the uh, like uh, this idea of the podcast, you you can come over whenever you want. You, we can have more episodes whenever you want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll what I'm gonna do. I'm going to suggest something which we can talk about. Well, I know it's, it's a topic which is already out there, but, but I want us to maybe the next podcast we can talk about offshore. Yeah. 
um, offshore outsourcing in Africa. That's cool. I mean, love it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something we, that's the next we can look into. And um, I have a friend of mine, the friend I have this company with, I would like to bring him into that podcast. So both of us can, um, we, we can go through the, the interview together. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll see if, uh, if it's possible. I'll see if uh, we can arrange something like in person, which is probably better. In person? If you want to, I mean. Yeah, let me know because he lives in. Oh, brah. Hey, man. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so what I was saying is he lives in Fredericksburg, right? Even though he often comes to Norfolk to visit me. So okay. just let me know what we can always work something around. If he's if he's in that area, then we can have a face-to-face interview. So Yeah, okay. sure. I mean, I mean uh, right now I'm uh, I'm pretty busy like I've uh, I already have uh, like some episodes scheduled. So pr- we probably can uh, can talk about like uh, in half a month, let's say. In half a month, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, because I, I really want to bring um, create the awareness out there of the about the outsourcing, the offshore outs- outsourcing potential. In, yeah, that, in I, I love the topic. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely we can we can. And, and also, if you want, you can invite over, uh, you know, the 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 friend of yours. Uh, yeah, um, most definitely. I would like for him to be there. I'll let him know. You know the the guy that uh, you have a business with. We yeah. can talk about that too. Yeah, sure, sure. I will. That's something I can do. Okay. Well, thank you, Flannery. Uh, yeah, I'd probably ask you to to send me the the links uh, on LinkedIn or. Uh, or by email, I don't know of your businesses, if you if you can, so that I can add. Them. Hey man, sorry, the, the connection is acting up with me. Yeah, what were you saying? Uh, I I was saying, I mean, uh, if you can, uh, you, um, I'm asking you to to send you uh, to send me the the links of your businesses. Yeah, the, the website, either yep. by email or uh, by LinkedIn, so that I can put them in the description, you know, for the episode. And That's great. It can be useful, you know. Okay. Yep, it can definitely be useful. I'll send that to you, man. Well, thank you, Flannery, to for joining me. All right. Thanks, Vito. Take care. See you, Flannery. See. You. Bye.